0: The entrepreneur hey, I'm so glad you're here because I don't often get the opportunity to share with you exactly what I do and what we do here at On Air Brands. So we help the folks in our community and our clients to launch a podcast and then produce them on a weekly basis. We also help to promote each episode with close to a dozen social media posts that consist of quote cards, sound bites, and video clips. And then we post them for you on your socials Automagically. So, if you're a business owner with a ton on your plate and a podcast just seems super overwhelming, I get it. We don't need one more thing to worry about. So, let me and my team at On Air Brands do the heavy lifting each week so that you can focus on what you do best, which is to build your business, have more time to pour into your family and your community, or just plain chill and recharge. So, feel free to email me at eric at audio brands so that we can book time together to chat about how we can align with your mission and how you can align with ours, which is to make the world better one mic at a time. Now back to the show. Hey folks, welcome back to the Entrepreneur Circle. In this episode, you're going to hear a live interview that I had with a dude named Jeffrey Scott, who I know through a local networking group called At Earth's End and he is a bespoke tailor, which I have never met before. So I was fascinated when watching him do uh, his work and perform his art in front of me as he bespoke <laughs> tailored uh, a suit for a client. And uh, I asked him to be on my show so we could talk about it. So in this episode, uh, we get into trends. We, uh, we, we get into some old school conversations about collectibles and um, and he schools me on the true meaning of the word bespoke and how it is not the same as custom. So he's going to educate all of us on on, on the true difference. Um, and he also drops uh, some industry shockers for me as far as this fabric. I, I'm pretty sure it was called the Vacuna, the most expensive fabric that could be sourced. Um, we're talking tens of thousands of dollars for something as simple as a coat or jacket. Uh, but it's fascinating if you're into fashion or trends and want to learn more about bespoke. This is the episode for you with Jeffrey Scott. Enjoy. Folks, uh, we have Jeff Appleson on the show today. Uh, welcome, man. Thank you, brother. Yeah. Appreciate you. Yeah. So let's let's jump into your story. I like to parachute into people's lives um, and, and kind of tell a nonlinear story here. But um, uh, when was a moment in your life and a Eureka, a Eureka moment that caused a major change in your life or or in your business.
1: Hmm. Something that really shifted or shaped me. Yeah. Yeah. Positively. Either way. Either way. Either way. Yeah. Wow. So, so what really hit me hard, I was in college and, and backtrack a little bit. College wasn't in the vision for me. It wasn't right for me Mm. for a while. but then I found my way. was doing great, crushing it in college, excited to eventually graduate and find my way. And then, ooh, my mom passes away. Mm. And that crushed me. How man. old were you? Um, I was, so I started college a little bit later than most, mm-hmm. a little behind. Um, I was probably 22. Oh, wow. 22, 23. Yeah. yeah so it happened sorry. nine, ten years ago, okay. nine years ago. So yeah. Um, she was my best friend, man, mm. best friend. So that hit me hard, but, but. I did what I thought she would want me to do, and that was to stick with school and 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 continue to do what I was doing. You know, take my time for a little bit to grief and and do what I need to to bring myself back together, and then mm-hmm. just power through school. And I, I graduated, man, and, mm-hmm. and crushed it, and 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 found my way. But but that was, yeah, big big moment, a big change and shift that, that I had to make in, in my mind to like. Keep going on, you know. Yeah,
0: yeah. I yeah. I, I can't Sorry, even I bring imagine. it bring the, no. the vibe down, but <laughs> no, no, it's, it's perfect. I, I I'm curious. So if if you know, parallel universe, uh, where would Jeff Appleson be if if your mom didn't pass at the time? Like right. what would right? Because I wouldn't be we number one, we wouldn't be here. Yeah. But where did
1: you think your trajectory was
0: going at the time?
1: Yeah. Honestly, I I don't know how much of my trajectory would have changed, you know, because I I still have my goal, I still have my visions, but I think in terms of how I look at life Mm. and how I think about things and how I treat others and how I cherish the relationships I have now Mm. and cherish life in general, that changed significantly, man.
0: So the version
1: of Jeff before
0: you're completely different more enlightened is, is um, that what you're saying yeah yeah, I yeah was, because I would you have say this, so yeah, yeah. Still,
1: yeah still was loving caring and and, and all that um, but much different much more now and who, who much, were you then who was i then yeah oh, man maybe i was a little more into myself mm-hmm. and selfish than for 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 others um partied a lot mm mm-hmm. Had a lot of fun, yeah. You know, yeah, all that good stuff. But, um, yeah. yeah, yeah.
0: That's 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 a typical young single male, right? Yeah, <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. very yeah. selfish. Yeah. Um, and, uh, so, so that major thing happened and I, and as I said, I'm, I'm sorry for your loss Thank there you, and, um, it shifted, it changed you as a person. Um, what are some of the positive things that, um, that, that started to unfold, you know, you know, shortly after, and then the years, um, to, did you always plan to, uh, own your own business and no. do what you're doing? Or, yeah. What were you, but were you I thinking?
1: never, never thought I would own my own business. I wasn't in the cards at all. Um, So another Eureka moment, I guess, was when I found my passion, which is bespoke clothing, menswear, suits. Um, And that was probably 12, 13 years ago when I started working at a men's store Mm -hmm. down in Cherry Hill, New Jersey. Um, I learned a lot about the industry there, grew a passion for it, stayed connected over the years, and didn't know and didn't think about having my own business at the time. I just knew I really liked suits. And, and I wanted to be involved in some sense. Left that store, became friends with my manager at that store, stayed connected to him for a while, learned a lot from him. But I did other jobs in the meantime. Uh, worked at restaurants, worked at Buy, which is a, a popular drink. Mm. Um, so that was a fun, fun company to work oh, for. Oh yeah. BAI. BAI. B-A-I. Yeah, 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 yeah. You know, the juice. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Lululemon. I hopped around a lot, Gotcha. Man. Yeah. Um, all good brands. Yeah. yeah. All good brands. And then eventually after college, so I think I was juggling those jobs during college. Was, I've had so many jobs. It's like hard to remember mm. when I was working. Yeah, yeah. Um, but I know after college, I, got a, I landed a career in sales, selling payroll for paychecks. Mm. So I was working with small business owners, and this was nine years ago. Yeah. I was selling them payroll, HR services, going door-to-door, knocking, uh, knocking making calls all day, every day, hustling. Mm. And I learned so much about sales mm. from doing that. At the same time, let me backtrack a little bit. So at that same time I started this sales career, my buddy from that clothing store started this business. So I helped him out on the side for fun. Mm because I enjoyed it in sales. Yeah. 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 Um, and then fast forward three years of working at paychecks and working in sales and meeting so many different business owners Mm -hmm. and learning so much about the ins and outs of business. I felt comfortable doing my own thing. Mm. And this is when I realized, wow, why, like, why don't I try and help this buddy of mine, grow the business, follow my passion, eventually Mm -hmm. make it full time. And, and live my dream, basically. And so I approached him six years ago. Mm-hmm. I said, look, Chris, this is my passion. I would love to help you build this company and, and build this brand and make it full-time for me, eventually shift and and get away from the corporate life. Mm-hmm. And he said, and I, and I asked, how would you feel about that? How would you feel about me coming on board? And he said, absolutely. Mm-hmm. And so that was six years ago. He gave me half the company. We partnered mm-hmm. up, worked with him for about a year, found out that it wasn't really... He didn't really feel the same way about the business as I did. Mm. It was more kind of like a side gig for him while he was going through med school. Mm. So it made sense for for uh, for me to take over. Wow. And and that's what I did. And then it's been me going forward ever since, man. Wow. And, but for five wow. years, I juggled my corporate sales job and building this business. So basically, mm. two full-time jobs.
0: Gotcha. Did Did you buy him out, or how did I that did. work out? Yeah, okay. bought him
1: out for his initial investment, which is. Yeah. Nothing. So I'm blessed to, it was a smooth, easy transition. Yeah. Yeah, man. And, and I eventually after five years brought the, built the business up to the point where I could finally transfer out of the corporate life. And, and now that's been about a year and a half that I've, been fully focused on the business.
0: Gotcha. Yeah. So, uh, I love the sales thing. I want to get into that. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I did want to also ask you, how, were you always like, uh, into fashion Were you always yes. like, okay, yeah. You're always paying attention to the trends. Like how, how, yeah. how do you feel about all this retro vintage sort of stuff that's going
1: on? I, I hate the trends.
0: You hate the trends. Yeah.
1: I hate the yeah. trends. Um, they're, they're, they're temporary, you know? Mm-hmm. And for me, it's more about style, it's and style that's timeless mm, and classic. Yeah. For a while, I was into the trends. You know, mm-hmm. when I was younger, and yes. and depending on what scene I was in, like if I was skateboarding, right, the coolest skateboard trends. Um, if I was if I was into the streetwear for a little bit, like the cool mm-hmm. streetwear brands and designers. But then I slowly found my way, and and I'm still finding my way. It's a constant mm-hmm. growth and change to figure out what works best for you in terms of your personality and your style and, and a lot of other factors. But, yeah. um, yeah, I'm not, I'm not a big fan of the trends no anymore. No, man. But, but, um, I did, I do follow, I do keep an eye out on it mm. and Yeah. The, the there are though
0: uh, i'll call it i'm making up my own word here but maybe maybe it's a real thing uh, like micro trends or adjustments in, in your world with with bespoke and mm-hmm. with suits because i remember you know there's suits that i have in my closet that are probably 10 15 years old like right. when i got married um but i know the style's different now it's tapered right it's more uh fitted versus like you know you, you look I always make fun of uh you remember um uh Steve Harvey yeah. when he used to stand a at the Apollo on stage he had these gigantic look like he was wearing a curtain like right. it, the, <laughs> the, the the suit jacket went down to his knees yeah, it up, looked like a dress Jordan back in the day yeah yeah, 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 yeah. Jordan back in the yeah. day so there are trends within your world <laughs> right.
1: still right there is there is absolutely yeah. absolutely and again I I I try to now, stay in that that classic timeless mm-hmm. fit mm-hmm. when it comes to that. Um, for a while, I was into the very slim, super fitted suits, mm-hmm. but they don't provide the level of comfort and the functionality that that I want now. Mm-hmm. And surprisingly, don't look as good as a suit that's a little bit fuller, but fitted in all the right places, mm-hmm. if that makes sense. Yeah. And shaped to you in all the right places. I know that... You have that.
0: There's, there's, there's people that are listening to this podcast, but then there's also people who are watching it. I, w- I wish it was appropriate now because I don't want to mess up our setup. But I'm like, <laughs> yeah. I want, I want Jeffrey to stand Standard. up because it's like, um, I, I see your suit as a fitted, like it looks, mm-hmm. it looks, cu- it looks the way that I would want it, absolutely. Yeah. But you're saying there's even ones that are even more fitted than that. Oh, where, yeah, oh, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Those are the more trendy. This would, yes. The style that you're wearing now, I imagine, would be a little more a uh, long-term sort of investment. I, I would say so. Yeah. Okay. Yeah.
1: Little, mine my, my still is on slightly slimmer side and mm-hmm. I've been loosening up yeah. my suits lately. Um. But yeah, I'd say this, this fit is still in that timeless range.
0: So do you try to apply that uh, belief or your, you know, you, you, you work with clients and then they, they come to you with an idea do you just modify and recommend like, hey, this is kind of where I think you should go. It's a recommendation. But if you want that, I'll, I'll create that for you. How, how yeah. often does that come up?
1: Uh, pretty often. Yeah. F- for For the most part, they have an idea of of what they want and how they want the suit to fit. But they also have a lot of trust in me and mm. my knowledge and my recommendations that, that they're okay with me making some changes in, in certain aspects if I think it would look right. Mm. If I think it would make them look better, yeah, Do and, they, and that's the that's the main thing. They want to look good. They want to feel good. So right, they're coming to me for that.
0: Do they come to you with examples? They're like, hey, I want to. Uh, I like what Ryan Gosling was doing. I say that as a shout out to Rob, our engineer here, because yeah. he looks like Ryan Gosling. Well, yeah. well not I with that beard. That. <laughs> but uh, it, it's like, you know, I want to look like him, but do you? how do you, how do you let them down? Like, well, first off, you're not 6'2". <laughs> <six two. laughs> yeah, I can make you the same suit, but that's about it. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, how, how? I'm sure there's like a delicate dance there, right? Because then maybe yeah. they're not as self-aware of their body or maybe they're too
1: aware. Like, yeah. h- how do you navigate yeah. that? Yeah, it's tough, you know, because yeah, some guys do have that idea in their head, but Ryan Gosling is like he's a Ken doll.
0: <laughs> literally, literally. <laughs> yeah.
1: <laughs> so yeah, he looks good in anything. Yeah. But not many of us are that blessed. You know what I yeah. mean? So but the beauty of of bespoke clothing is we're creating it specific to every single client. So I can shape the garment mm. in all the right areas to help you look good, help you look slimmer, help you look better. And then guide you on how to wear it properly so that Mm -hmm. you you gain all of that from it as well. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. So, for example, wearing your trousers higher on the waist. Mm -hmm. A lot of guys wear them lower at their hip line, at Mm -hmm. at their hip bone because it's comfortable. They're used to (laughs) wearing it there. But your your trousers are designed to be worn at your natural waistline, which is generally your belly button, Mm -hmm. which for a lot of guys is strange to wear. Mm -hmm. But it will help you look slimmer. It'll help you look taller.
0: Yeah, I was just going to mention that to you because uh, one of my insecurities is uh, I have short legs for a five foot, 10, mm-hmm. you know, guy. And um, I always, <laughs> this is, dude, this is a funny story. The only time I really became aware of it was when, so my wife and I, she's five four, mm-hmm. uh, And when we get into the car, I started to recognize I don't need to move the seat. <laughs> so that means we have a very Seriously? similar, yeah, I have a long wow. ass torso yeah. and short legs. Yeah. So from a distance, I look like whatever average, but I'm, yeah. I don't look as tall as I, whatever. Right. Aver- that's average anyway. But um, that's what I was thinking as you were talking before you even said it. I'm like, oh man, I need Jeffrey to to send, to tell me to you yeah. know wear it higher, that's it, man. It Put, will lengthen
1: your your make legs. My legs, look longer, exactly. right? Make
0: yeah. my- <laughs> <laughs> that's good, dude. That's yeah. good.
1: It's all about proportions.
0: Yeah, yeah. So I love that. So when did you start to realize that this was a passion of yours? You're like, yeah, I'm in this. I'll buy this yeah. business. Um, yeah. I'm gonna keep doing this.
1: And I, I've always thought back on, on trying to pinpoint a specific point in time in life when I realized like this is my passion, but I I don't know. So I grew up, back to one of your questions I think you asked before about whether or not I was always into this. So I think back on pictures I see of my mom dressing me up in some fresh Nikes mm. and like a pink <laughs> polo shirt. Yeah. And so that had some influence, I'm sure. I grew up watching my dad. As a CPA going into Manhattan, he was always suited up mm. with a tie bar and yeah. very elegant. So there's some influence there. And then, oh man, yeah, back, I guess back in mm. high school, yeah, when I really started to look at my style and think about my style with the pop collars, you know, that's where <laughs> yeah, it started. Yeah. And I wore skinny jeans before it was a thing, and everybody yeah. made fun of me. Yeah, but then it was a trend that picked up, right? even though I don't love trends anymore. Um, <laughs> but uh, so, yeah, I was always into it. And I'd say it started back in high school when I really started caring more about my appearance, yeah. maybe, maybe slightly after that. And um, But what really, really triggered it and where I really found the excitement and passion in the suiting world was when I started that job at the menswear store yeah. yeah
0: it's funny you just gave me a flashback uh, of an anal- analogy i always use because i'm a branding guy mm. um and i always talk about how there's so many companies especially mom and pops that uh you know they get to this level of success whether it's a six or a seven figure business they've evolved but they'd never they went to fiverr for a brand um and, and, I'm not, and i'm not talking about brand in terms of like the customer journey experience you know the holistic brand i'm talking about you know a, a logo specifically um and I always cuss, I always talk about it being a bespoke suit for them. I'll always say like, "Hey, you've been walking around with this thing off the shelf, off the rack, and what you need to do is now create something that's uniquely you, yeah. right? That speaks to you and your values." Um, can you talk a little bit about like when you meet someone? You're you're they're a walking brand, right? Right. And you're basically doing what I do, and you're creating this custom thing for. So how how much of like. Getting to know the individual is involved in your decision making. When it's, it's it's the physicality of it, absolutely. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, sure. But also the individual and their confidence, their psyche,
1: their yeah. lack of confidence, whatever. Right. Yeah. So a lot of it comes down to that because you want to reflect their personality, right? But but I also ask them about their career. What do they do for work? Wh- where are they going to be wearing mm. the suits? Context. Um, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Uh, I'd have a lot of clients who want them for weddings, for special events like that. So maybe we do something the more formal, elegant route. I have some clients who are very artsy and, and into something unique. So mm-hmm. then we go with a bold pattern and bold color combination, mm-hmm. but something that still works for a nice, stylish and timeless, timeless look. And then there's the guys mm-hmm. who don't really know what they want. Mm-hmm. Maybe not super confident, very comfortable with just sticking with the basics of solid blue, solid gravy, gray, mm-hmm. which mm-hmm. is which is great, and I always recommend starting with that mm-hmm. but those are sometimes my favorites because I like the challenge of trying to get them to go outside of their comfort zone, yeah with their suits after they get the core, and once they do, it' ends up being their favorite suit. Wow. Why? Because they get more compliments. Yeah. It's it's more of a conversation piece. And then it makes them feel good. It makes them feel better. They feel confident. They know they're looking good. I love and, that. And that's, yeah. And that that's the most rewarding part of what I do is, Hearing from my clients about how how good they feel.
0: Uh, you know what I love about that, and what, what what speaks to me there, and threaded through that story is um is basically you've built trust with them, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, to the point where like yeah, they came in thinking they wanted you know something typical gray, you know, blue like you said, but they get to the point where you've developed a relationship and and and, and built trust with them. They're like. I'm gonna go with what Jeffrey's saying here. Ah, I feel uncomfortable. (laughs) Can you give me a story about that? Because I've actually seen you at work, um, and and I'm not gonna label this person as that guy, but I've seen it. Like, um, can you can you share a story where it's like, hey, I was working with this guy. He just wanted a black suit, and now he's wearing a green suit. Like,
1: Like, is there something like that where you actually shifted the mindset and helped them? Yeah, slowly. It's a slow shift. You know, I had a guy in, in Manhattan come to me. And say, you know, I'm very simple, just blue grays. I don't want anything bold outside of the box. And um, he he recently bought a blazer that he saw me wearing, which I, I think is one of my most bold suits. A beautiful gray with a, so a light gray with a, it's a gray plaid with a light blue overcheck. So um, the overcheck's almost like a window pane on mm. top of the plaid, but mm-hmm. it's a strong contrast mm-hmm. and it's a pretty bold suit. It's, it's one of his favorites now. Mm. Um, so I shifted his mindset in that sense and and he loves it, you know? Now he gets more of those. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah, more of the bold ones. He's got his simple stuff, but but also bold and, and loud in, 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 it's a different definition for other, mm. for different people. You know what I mean? Yeah. One suit might be more bold to someone else than, than another. Mm. So finding that is also a challenge.
0: I, um, I'm, I'm thinking about your, your closet right now. I'm like, dude, how many
1: freaking <laughs> suits do you
0: have? 20.
1: <laughs> <laughs> and grown. Oh, dude, that's <laughs> sick. Uh, yeah. what, what's Not your, enough, man.
0: What's the one, what's your favorite, number one? And then what's your, 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 your favorite, but it's, it's bold. It has to be an appropriate setting.
1: Yeah. So, my favorite is my Prince of Wales suit. It's mm-hmm. a flannel. Mm-hmm. It's a three-piece, similar to this. Yeah. Um, in it, so so, flannel is a, you know, like a flannel shirt. You have a very yeah. soft, brushed yeah. wool fabric, great for fall, winter. And the color, super comfortable. It's a gray. That's gray. Gray and black, Prince of Wales. Mm. So that's just a classic, timeless, elegant pattern. Mm-hmm. But I did it in a blown-up version, so the scale of the pattern is much larger than mm. you would typically see in a Prince of Wales because I like to be a little unique, you know? Mm. And that's my favorite too, for How sure. do you
0: get that unique pattern?
1: Uh, do you, do you, different mills. So so okay. I have relationships with fabric mills in Italy, in UK, oh, in wow. Scotland. So just looking through all of the options that they have and, mm. and choosing from there.
0: Are, are you traveling to these places, to, to the no, mills at all? It's all I virtual? Haven't.
1: Yeah, yeah. Wow. So they I they have representatives in the States. Mm. So I'm connected with them. Or if they don't, yeah, I talk to them directly either in, in, in England or Italy, wherever mm-hmm. they're located. But the fabrics they send me. They send me books, swatch of swatches. Yeah. Yeah. So they're just little square pieces of fabric. So, so
0: forgive my my ignorance or just example mm-hmm. if it's not accurate, but like um uh, we had our roof done, right? Not too long ago. And then they gave us the little samples, right? Yeah. Of, of what that texture, what that color looks right. like. And I was like, that one, my wife and I, boom, that one. But when it was in context and full blown on the entire house, I'm like, I hate it. Oh, no. I'm like, it's too light. <laughs> I had no idea. It looked Damn, darker. And plus, I'm probably looking at it indoors. I did go outside yeah. too and I looked at it, but it was so small. The sample size wasn't enough because it's just this massive, right? Yep. It's, 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 I don't even know. It's 0. So, tough, 0. so, 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 Similarly, I imagine how, uh, when I wear, I'm saying when we work together and you, and you create a badass suit like that for me, um, the swatches, like how can I get a true feel for it? Does that happen? Like somebody says, dude, I didn't know it was going to look like this when it's the whole thing.
1: Thankfully, no. Okay. Yeah. And it is challenging trying to figure out how it's going to look from a small swatch. Yeah. And the lighting plays a huge role too. Mm. You know, yeah. I, I have to make sure when I'm doing the fittings, it's in proper lighting. Mm-hmm. Either we go outside or back here where yeah. I do my fittings. Yeah, I've got a, a nice white, bright light that that okay. gives an accurate representation of the color of the fabric. We take mm-hmm. pictures of it because mm-hmm. it shows different on pictures, mm-hmm. but just like your roofing issue. yeah. I, where were you when you were looking at the, the swatch. Were well, you first, inside or? I'm sure I was
0: inside, yeah. and then at some point I went outside. Definitely, yeah. Um, but, but yeah,
1: when it's all made up and, yeah. and together, mm-hmm. and the sun's hitting it, I'm sure it looks totally different. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Same with my fabrics. Mm-hmm. The sunlight is going to make this fabric look much different than if we go back into that warm lighting. Yeah. You know, so that that's the challenge. But my clients usually trust me and yeah. trust the process, and thankfully, knock on wood, it's never come up come out and they're like, Oh my God, I hate this. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. If they did, all right, I'll make you a new one. I'll make you a new but, one. Yeah. Yeah. That's yeah. great, dude. Uh,
0: where do you, where do you see the future of like, um, your, your industry in, in, in fashion in general or, yeah. um, in your specific industry?
1: Yeah. I, I see a lot of growth. Yeah. Yeah. I see a lot of people appreciating it more and, and wanting clothing that fits mm. and that's comfortable Because right now it's impossible to find something off the rack that fits, Mm -hmm. fits right. Unless you're Ryan Gosling. (laughs) (laughs) Perfect shaving. You're good. (laughs) No, but, um, yeah, that, that's the struggle. I'm sure you've, all of us have struggled to find something that fits perfectly off the rack and, Mm -hmm. and a lot, a lot of people want that now. I'm noticing that with my clients too. That's the biggest complaint is that nothing ever fits me. Yeah. So.
0: Well, the thing is, even if you get something off the rack, um, this is the quality of it. It doesn't last that long. Yeah. You know, like typically, especially I'll just throw jeans in there. For example, I'll buy a pair of jeans, you know, from a decent place. It's not, Mm -hmm. you know, uh, from Target or something, but these things will last maybe five years and then it start, at the yeah. most, at the most, it starts ripping. Um, you get the
1: distressed look, come on.
0: Well, yeah, you got the distressed <laughs> look. But I mean, like your suits, I imagine, is, is is that a lifetime thing or do they have a shelf life as well? Yeah, yeah. It,
1: they will last a long time. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I'm using the best fabrics in the world. Mm-hmm. So that that gives you longevity, it gives you comfort, drape. So yeah, yeah they, they'll, they'll last for sure. Yeah. Um, and if there, you know, ever any issues, I always stand by and. Help my clients out with replacing things, but mm-hmm. yeah.
0: are the suede elbow patches still in style? I, I still do that. Yeah? yeah,
1: so I just did it recently on a corduroy jacket. Yeah, which looked awesome. We did a nice light brown corduroy jacket with a a darker brown suede elbow patch. Mm-hmm. So yeah yeah absolutely on, on On the right fabric it looks cool okay yeah, yeah. yeah I have a jacket that I've been wearing for like five
0: years and it's got it's it's got its wares man it's it's looking yeah. pretty faded yeah. and I'm like man I should show this to Jeffrey can he resuscitate this thing? Yeah. I love it I got it at Brooks Brothers you know and, yeah. they, Classic, and they, they, they walked me around it wasn't custom but they're like okay I tried on a dozen of them yep. and I was like yep. oh so I love it and I was like man I always wish I had because the elbows started but anyway yeah. either that or I just commit and just work with you for a whole there you thing.
1: go soon. yeah uh, <laughs> do it man you'll never turn back it's dangerous <laughs> yeah it's dangerous. yeah but but yeah back to the quality i was going to mention that that's the other complaint it's not everything's made so cheaply now it's it doesn't last yeah so so this is an investment in in your wardrobe that will last yeah you know
0: where, where are you looking to take the business what's what's your high hope what's the like the five year
1: so so i've thought for a while about whether or not i want to open stores and really scale mm-hmm. it but i've at least as of now, I don't, I don't want to. I don't think I need to. Mm-hmm. Um, I like the more personal approach and, and every client becomes a friend, basically. You know, I'm building yeah. relationships and they come to me for me, mm-hmm. you know? Um, and, and I look at other companies in my world that are doing what I do and they're kind of in the same boat where it's this one, two-man show, maybe. Mm-hmm. And I've thought about opening a shop And maybe I'll do it when the time's right. If, you know, if I don't really have to worry about it, Mm -hmm. it would be more of a social atmosphere. Mm -hmm. Guys come in and, and we can hang out and make suits, but it's not, not necessary at the moment, you know? yeah,
0: especially now, right with yes. with everything being virtual, people being accustomed working remote, doing yeah. things remotely. Right. Do, you, do you meet with clients like that? Like yeah remotely for, uh, oh, so like, yeah.
1: no, I, I won't do virtual fittings. Mm. I've tried it mm-hmm. and I'm never hundred percent comfortable mm. because nothing beats being in person and really feeling and seeing yeah the the clothing on my clients to determine what we need to tweak to really get it to fit. yeah, you know I mean, um, how would that but, even work? Like a virtual version of Yeah, I'd have do. to have them model it for me, right? Mm. Send me pictures of them standing in, in the right position so I could see how the the clothing's mm. draping and 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 then mm. just ask them about how it feels, where it's tight, where mm. they feel like it's restricted. So it could be done. It could it's be just, done. Yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. And and there are companies that are doing it and doing mm. it well. Yeah. But I also like the in person yeah. relationship aspect. Mm-hmm. You know, there, there's it's much more personal. And fun, I think, when you're yeah. actually in person doing it with somebody. Yeah, absolutely. It's an experience, absolutely, yeah. an experience. Yeah. exactly.
0: That's that's the key word here. Yep. Um, you know, being able to build that relationship, and, and, and as I mentioned earlier, the trust. But uh, I think the experience. For, for what you do is really critical yeah. Um, because then it just keeps them coming back and or recommendations, right? right. Uh, other people um, speaking highly of you. Um, so, so getting into that, like I, I see you active on social, I see you especially on the gram, you yeah, know, like, so talk about how that's played a part into like you growing your business, building
1: relationships. It's been huge, man. It's yeah. been huge. If you own a business and you're not on Instagram, you're losing. You're losing, mm-hmm. you're losing clients you're losing opportunities to get out there because i feel like with with most industries most consumers they're going to look up your website and if if you you have a product or something that can be promoted online they're going to your instagram you know so so it's key and it's helped me significantly i get a ton of business from instagram but it's important to be active mm-hmm. you know, you've got to be posting every single day mm-hmm. once or twice a day you have to be either telling a story we're educating and the quality of the content has to be up to par too. And then you really attract people. Yeah. But yeah, it, it, I, I, had two Instagrams at one point, one was the business and one was my personal and my personal grew significantly. And mm-hmm. I think that was because people can see who's behind the brand. They're, they relate to me more, mm-hmm. you know, I'm Jeffrey Scott. I'm not Jeffrey Scott clothing. So they, they really connected in that sense, built it up a ton, Had all these great conversations and got a ton of business from it. And then it was hacked and I lost it. No. Yeah. Trust me, I was was so pissed, man. Yeah. And I reached out to Instagram. I sent them multiple letters Mm -hmm. threatening legal stuff. I'm like, this is my my life. Yeah. This is where I feed my family. Yeah. Uh, Nothing. Nothing. Silence. I had that second Instagram Mm -hmm. for the business. It was about 5,000 followers. My my other one that was shut down was maybe like 30,000 or something like that. Mm-hmm. But the followers don't really matter. It's more the engagement and like yeah. what I'm getting from it and how I'm helping people, right? Mm-hmm. But I didn't have that outlet and that following on the other one. So now I had to rebuild and I did. And I've rebuilt it twice as much oh, wow. and faster than I built the other. Oh, so wow. This
0: what, was, what was some of the key things that you did to get it back up?
1: Reels, actually. So this is... When when that happened, reels were starting to become a big thing. Mm-hmm. So putting out more content, more quality content, and the video content, and, and really focusing on the quality of it, and and what what I'm talking about, the educational side of things too, mm-hmm. but being more consistent too, and it just yeah. just kind of took off. How do you
0: come up with the educational content?
1: So a lot of what I talk about, actually, I just did some a uh, three part post about whether or not your suit's truly bespoke. And so, so I really sit down and think about what I can do to educate my, my followers Mm -hmm. more and in a different way than most of these menswear influencers are doing. Like, oh, your sleeve cuff should, you know, your shirt cuff should be out a half an inch. You only button the top button. Everybody's doing that. Mm -hmm. So I always try and think of what I can do differently. And so for this three-part thing, I talked about the fitting process of a bespoke suit. I also talked about how a lot of companies are throwing that term out there very loosely. And bespoke. I d- yeah. yeah. And I did that in the past. So so the business name I used to have was Dr. Bespoke. Mm-hmm. But I wasn't doing bespoke suiting. I was doing more made to measure, which is very similar to what mm-hmm. you'll get from like men's warehouse or suit supplier Indochino. Mm-hmm. But then I learned about bespoke and what true bespoke is. And that's what I'm doing now, but I talk about the fitting process, which is very important, and and the construction of the garment, Mm -hmm. and then the fabric. Those are three of the, the most important aspects that you need to look out for when it comes to a bespoke suit. Mm-hmm. I could get into more detail if you want, but it could be. A-
0: well, I'm curious about, so there are people out there, right? They pay for a bespoke. And when did mm-hmm. bespoke become the word and custom like moved away? Like customs who bespoke, what's the bespoke difference? Bespoke has it, always been. It's always been. Yes. But it seems like Saville only now Rowe. it's in the. So you heard of
1: Savile Row in London? No. So that is the most famous street of bespoke tailors in the world. Mm-hmm. Kingsman, you know the movie Kingsman? Yeah, yeah. So their shop was based in one of the shops. Uh, I think it was Huntsman maybe Okay. Uh, on Savile Row. Okay. That's bespoke tailoring. Mm-hmm. But it's not as, it has not, it hasn't made as big of a name, I guess, as it has now. Mm-hmm. And I think it's slowly becoming more popular. People are, are realizing it's a thing and appreciating it and understanding it. But it's the, the same word in essence,
0: like custom versus bespoke. I mean, we over here in the States, I guess, we're saying custom, and then now we've adopted it's the different. word. It's, so it's, it's different. It's yeah. What's still, the difference? It's
1: still different. So, in a lot of, so there's made-to-measure and custom. They kind of fall into the same category. Mm-hmm. Custom suits will maybe give you a little more, uh, a few, some more options in terms of the design aspect and the, and the fitting aspect, right? Uh, but they're limited. Mm-hmm. There's no limitations really when it comes to bespoke. So for example, the fitting process, we're building a pattern specific to every single client. The Mm. pattern is basically the blueprint to your body. We look at your posture, the slope of your shoulders, the pitch of your arms, the roundness of your back. There's so many factors. Mm. In made-to-measure and custom, there's already a pre-made block. There's already a pre-made pattern that Mm. they're going to try on you and then tweak where they can. Mm. Yeah, so that's one difference. The fitting process of a bespoke suit is going to be at least two months. If it's not, it's not bespoke. And you're going to do three to five fittings at least. Mm. And then, so then what we do after we create the pattern is we test it with what's called a toile or a basted garment. If you've ever seen the stitches with like the white stitches going through it Mm -hmm. or the suits with the white stitches going through it, it looks like a canvas. Yeah. That's a basted fitting. If that's not being done, it's not bespoke. Okay. Yeah. So that's where you test the pattern, test the fit. You rip the sleeves off, mm. look at every aspect of it to adjust it and perfect it. And then you make the final suit. How, how, yeah.
0: how, how would technology come into play here? Because I, I can imagine, you know, when they scan these actors and movies yeah. and stuff, they have this amount of detail and data that you need. Yeah. But yeah. I mean, you're it, obviously this is all analog and not digital, but do you think like there are people out there doing bespoke and using body scans or something? Is that- Yeah, possibly. Yeah. Yeah.
1: yeah. I I know there's a tailor that does everything digitally. I don't Mm -hmm. know if he's doing body scans. Mm -hmm. Um there there's a shirt company online that that you you take a picture or you scan your body Mm -hmm. and then they make you a shirt based off of that. Yeah. I think it's any good. I've heard horror stories. I've heard great stories. (laughs) You know, it's like 50-50. If they mess up, Mm -hmm. they'll remake you one, which is nice. Yeah, Um, but it's never gonna be bespoke. You know, nothing beats Yeah, the eye of a tailor in person making a bespoke garment. Yeah, Um, so yeah, that that's important with the fitting process, the construction Mm -hmm. should be completely done by hand down to the buttonhole. Okay, and you should have a full canvas running through the entire inside of the garment. Which gives it its shape, its structure, longevity, all that.
0: I, I mean, I, so anyone who who's listening to this and they're curious, they're like, "Man, I, I need a bespoke suit. How m- how much does this cost?" And then you know, we were talking before the cameras mm-hmm. uh, turned on. You know, we're talking you know $2,500, three grand at least yeah, to yeah. to get. So, but my guess, an ad, question is, uh, once that once that investment is made are the are the are, there, are the suits because now you have all the information are a little less going on forward or is that first yes. one is like that's where all the heavy lifting that's where all the work's done correct and then, yeah, yeah okay. that's
1: where all the work's done yeah. that's where the magic happens yeah and that's mm-hmm. the longest part right and my clients thankfully are very patient with it because they understand mm-hmm. you can't rush perfection you know mm-hmm. but once we nail that down we have their pattern saved and you can't rush perfection that's a good mm-hmm. ta- what's your tagline you I can't kidding? rush. Protection. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. Yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. But anyway, come ahead. Sorry. I didn't yeah. need to cut you off. Uh, so once that's complete and we've nailed their pattern down, everything's saved. Mm-hmm. So it, yes, it's much quicker. Yeah. It's more of a six week turnaround time. So we're
0: talking about like a third of the cost, half the cost, like at that point when you're still the same cost, same cost, okay. still the same cost. Yeah. Okay. So
1: average right now, our average, Suits average about 2,800, mm-hmm. but they can go up to 20K. Wow. Depending on the fabric. Yeah. Yeah, the fabric's the the main determinator of the cost. Well, determinator, determinant.
0: Yeah, animals. yeah, I got
1: it. <laughs> yeah, I was at CD student w- in school. I'm not good with blades. W- <laughs> <laughs> what's the 20K fabric? What, so, vicuna, vicuna. What is it? Vicuna. That? It's actually an animal in the, in the camel family. Mm-hmm. But it's a very rare breed. There's not many of them. They're regulated over uh, overseas, mm-hmm. and it's hard to get the fabric. It's also hard to produce it. Mm-hmm. So, and it's one is of the ha- It's
0: their hair. What what is
1: it made from? The the,
0: the, from the, the hair. Yeah, from the the their hair. The hair. Okay.
1: Yeah, yeah. Gotcha. It's it's similar cashmere, but softer. Whoa. It's, it's the softest thing you'll ever feel. It's unreal. Can you tell by it's just seeing luxury. it, like before you even touch it, what it is? I could, could but yeah. most people can't. Yeah. 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 Wow. It's unreal. It's butter. Yeah. I, I can't even imagine. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So yeah. That, that's one of the most expensive fabrics in the world. Okay. Yeah, for sure. Wow. Yeah. Wow.
0: And, and, and where are, are they typically manufacturing this fabric? Is it? Uh, uh, so, good question. Is mm, it working in England? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I was thinking work wherever camels are. Yeah, you know, I don't yeah, know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or do they raise these camels specifically for this because it's such a in demand and
1: no, they don't raise them specifically for okay. it. Okay. But but they use them, yeah. And um hmm. I believe in the UK they, they 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 get it from. But but one of the mills that I work with specifically who make the Vicuña cloth, they're based in the UK. Okay. An English mill called called Dorme. French company, but But English-based mill, yeah, best fabrics in the world, and and they produce a lot of the vicuña. So if I were to make a vicuña suit, Doreme, hundred percent. That's what that's. I use Doreme cloth for probably eighty percent of my suits, almost all of them, because they're the best. What do you do with the scraps? (laughs) (laughs)
0: <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like I gotta go make an iPhone make case. Make a pillow. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, bed sheets. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's
0: well. Make a tie out of it. Yeah. Or something, yeah. something. Yeah, yeah. How 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 much do accessories come to play? Like how important is that? Like I, I like your watch. You know all the little things, all the yeah. little details. How much do you think that's like part of the lifestyle? Yeah. I think
1: every gentleman should have a watch. Yeah, you know for sure. In terms of the clothing side of things, yeah. pocket square mm-hmm. is is my favorite accessory Mm -hmm. if you don't wear a tie at least wear a pocket square Mm -hmm. it's a good way to add some personality some colors some pattern okay and and it's fun you know um ties are great but not a lot of guys are wearing ties anymore so that's why i always say go for the pocket square so you have a little something
0: i love ties so the tie bar is that in out or is it always in style
1: yeah, I used to wear one, but but I don't anymore. Yeah, I like the nonchalance and casual look of. So if I'm not wearing tie a, clip, a that's what meant. Coat, yeah, tie clip, I waistcoat, yeah, tie bar and then the tie clip, yeah, yeah, yeah. both of them,
0: either. Yeah, tigre. tie bar
1: is very formal. Yeah, very nice, you know, mm-hmm.
0: elegant. I like the clips because it, the functionality of it, right. right? It, it
1: keeps your tie, yeah. stuck to the shirt. I see a lot of guys though who who clip the tie but Two. it's not clipped to the shirt.
0: so, oh.
1: so it, you always want it, it to be clipped to your to shirt because yeah. the idea is and to the height keep of it. Yeah, the height between your, your third and fourth button.
0: Between the third, that high? Mm-hmm. Between the third? Oh, okay.
1: I always yeah, clip it yeah. somewhere one, in the middle. One, two, three. Yeah, yeah. Oh, that's good between to know. Between third and fourth button. Yeah. Okay. Would
0: you see it now? Because you have a vest on. So would you be able to probably see the? Probably t- So you probably was, not no unless sense in I, unless it.
1: I wore it higher to yeah. show it off, which is okay. You can yeah. wear it a little bit higher. Yeah. Um, but I don't wear one anymore. It's it's a, it's not a bad accessory, but probably my least favorite. Yeah. <laughs> And I, and I don't wear one because I like my tie to just kind of fall around. And I don't I don't even put the skinny part into that loop. I like it to hang and just make it look casual. Yeah. If, if that makes sense. You yeah,
0: know? yeah. Like uh, not not super over not not overthought. It's right. like yeah, yeah, exactly. yeah, yeah. Uh, it's, it's, it's The
1: towns call it Sprezzatura. Uh, like the nonchalance of style. sprezzatura. Okay.
0: <laughs> that, I mean that's that is Italian, right? Yeah, you, I yeah. mean I
1: mean not the word, but
0: I mean just like yeah. everything is effortless. Right. Yeah. yeah make it look effortless, stuff. but really yeah, put yeah. a lot of effort into it. <laughs> I, I love it. I love it, dude. Yeah. Let's let's get into the the last uh, segment of the show with us the, the the penultimate segment of the show and that um you know embracing the f word meaning failure. So anything in life that happened where you learned lessons that you could share with us?
1: Yeah, man. So well, in the earliest stages of the business, I learned a lot of lessons in in the the fit side of things, mm-hmm. um, where I've had the remake suits several times mm-hmm. and there have been some unhappy clients and that, that crushes me, man. Cause mm-hmm. I, I want every single client to be a hundred percent happy, you know? So I've worked through it though. You know, I learned from it for me. I accept failure because I, you, I grow from it. I learn from it. So it's okay. Like failing is okay. As long as you make it right as mm-hmm. well. And which is what I did. You know, it came down to having to replace suits. There there have been two, no, one client in the past six years where I had to give him his money back. Mm. And that that crushed me, but we were we were both on on mutual terms and and ended it. It it was a fine separation. Like, you know what, you're right, you're right, it's not gonna work. Uh I'm sorry, like really sorry. It kills me. But Mm So that, that, that was like a big failure. Oh, how man. important is it to,
0: you know, choose the right clients, right? Because you could definitely, especially getting into that space where yeah. somebody wants a $20,000 suit, maybe they mm-hmm. could be some type of finicky CEO that's like, they're managing expectations, like how, how yeah. and, and and your selection, right? Because you, I'm guessing, choose who to work with because if they seem like a high maintenance pain, pain in the butt. yeah. You're not just going to take it because you're like, oh, I'm going to make money here. <laughs> yeah. right? I
1: know that that's tough. I've never turned
0: down a client for mm-hmm. that though. Okay, and and but you ever get red flags? where you are like, I don't know, and then it comes to be true. Like, yes. Oh yeah, you're <laughs> oh, you know,
1: all the time, all the time. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I won't guys, be that, man. by the way. Yeah, yeah. I, just letting you know. I'm I can super tell you're God, not too I w- bad. I, w- I wouldn't even say anything <laughs> <laughs> if I don't like the suit. <laughs> I just won't wear it.
0: I'll put this. <laughs> in no man. <my> <laughs> <laughs> but no, no, but yeah. I, so you deal with that, and you just. Oh, like, yeah, okay, yeah, yeah.
1: Because yeah, what I do is so. So particular and intricate, and
0: it's so personal,
1: yeah, yeah, and personal. And and they're coming to me because they want a a garment that's going to fit them perfectly, so Mm -hmm. they're striving for perfection, yeah, and everything. But I can relate mm -hmm. because I'm insanely picky Mm -hmm. with my clothing. So when I have a client who has that mindset, I understand, Mm. and and and. It's okay. Some are over the top. Yeah, but, you know, I work. I work to nail it, and and I look at it as more of like a challenge. Okay, how how am I going to make this hundred percent so they're happy? Wow, and feeling good.
0: Yeah, you have to have a personality type to to be in your business. Yeah, you know, just like easy, patient. Man. Yeah, uh, you know and compassionate. Mm-hmm. You just get a lot of qualities you need to possess in order yeah. to like just work through that because there's there's a lot of emotion. There's a lot of uh, you know just little confidence lack of confidence yeah. and then they're looking to you to like hey man Make me feel confident, bro. <laughs> like, yeah, you know what I mean it, but yeah. like, there's only so much I can do. Like a photographer, right? This is your your face is your face. Yeah, you know, like, yeah. I? <laughs> I'm not you gonna. got Photoshop. <laughs> you got Photoshop now. Yeah, unfortunately, you don't have Photoshop. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, yeah, it's interesting your 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 business and, and and what you have to do in order to to make people happy. So, yes. Yeah. Yeah. I appreciate that. Sounds. I haven't even yeah. bought a suit from you yet. Yeah. Um. Anyone who's listening is like, yeah, Eric already bought the suit. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I'm ready in my head. I'm like, in okay, I'm gonna you, move you, some you money over here. And I guess. <laughs> (laughs) Um, But yeah, brother, I I appreciate the time that we've spent together, man. This has been a lot of fun. Uh, Let's get to the last thing, and I hope you remember what your last word, meaning the one word in how you help people. Yeah, confidence.
1: That's it. That's it, man. I had a client text me yesterday, and this this kid's a stud. Lifts all the time, well-built, great-looking dude. And he texted me after wearing his suit to a wedding. He's like, dude, I've never felt so good and comfortable and confident ever. Thank Mm -hmm. you so much. As soon as you hear that word, you're like- I get get chills, man. I get butterflies. That's that's the best feeling.
0: That's great, dude. I love it, man. Yeah, there's some synergies in our business because I I, I build uh, personal brands for people. Mm -hmm. and It's about that. It's like, it's got a lot to do with confidence, right? Because you can't get on the mic, the camera, create content if you're not confident. Right. Right. You're right. not confident in what you're saying. You're speaking about how are you going to sell? You got to sell yourself first, yeah, right? True. You know, as a it's sales true, guy, yeah. sell yourself first. It doesn't matter your product. Yeah. You don't believe in yourself. People yeah. are going to know that right yeah. off the bat. So true, man. You know,
1: it. I'm blessed to have that sales background because that helped a lot. But the passion behind what I do. You got to believe in it. You got yeah. to love what you do. Yeah. And yeah. it'll show. Everybody will see it. It's, 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 um, what's the word I'm looking for? Contagious. Yeah. No? Yeah. yeah.
0: Yeah, I love it, dude. How can people reach out to you, man? They they want to get that suit. They don't want to buy off the rack anymore.
1: So my website, Mm -hmm. jeffreyscott.com, J-E-F-F-R-E-Y, and Scott with two T's. Instagram is jeffreyscottclothing. And that's it. That's it, man. Those are two of the best ways to reach me. And then you could see all my, all my suits and videos and content, all that good stuff on there.
0: Awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Get a little education on, you learn a little bit more about spoke. Yes. Yeah. 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 All right, brother. I appreciate you, man. man. Thank you so much. Great talking to you. Yes. That's it for now, folks. If you'd like to stay in touch with the show, you can contact me directly at eric at onairbrands.com. That's Eric, E-R-I-K. At onairbrands.com, and if you aren't already subscribed to the show, you can find us on iTunes, Spotify, or any other podcast platform. And please recommend us to one or two people in your circle. That will go a long, long way to growing our community. Also, if you could rate us on iTunes, just take a moment uh, to give us five stars. And if they have more stars, give all of them. We'd greatly appreciate you for that. And always, always like, subscribe, and share, share, share this show on social media. We'd